like what you waiting on? Check, check, cause on your phone. This the Tony Sands show, turn your radio on. Kelsey just turned down like a field goal, so we in the zone. Got games like a stadium, I'ma go ahead and pack the dome. I'm cooler, smoother, make you think with your medulla. You a student, I'ma school you with the facts that I'm producing. This is for the high schoolers, college students, nah. Everyone can do it, do this, I ain't new to this. My style is rich, it's lucrative, maneuver through it. You know we fast, Shirley. You know it's so sensational, like my big homie Tony. BBS Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another week of the Tony Sands Show. It is me and my man, V. Listen, he comes on this show. V comes on the show. You know, it is. Before I say that, before I say that, Don, go ahead and play this first soundbite of the Denver Broncos. Breaking news out of Denver, out of Denver, Colorado. Breaking news. Let's play that soundbite and let's see what we're talking about, why he's so happy to be on the air today. The Broncos and Russell Wilson have just reached agreement on a five-year, $245 million contract extension that includes $165 million in guarantees that now ties Wilson to Denver for seven total years and $296 million. We told you moments ago he'll be 40 years old when uh, this contract or his current connection to Denver technically would run out. So theoretically, this now ties him to the Broncos for the remainder of his career. We just had immediate reaction from Mike Tannenbaum, from uh, Marcus, and from Diana. We've not gotten reaction from Bart Scott. What do you think of this deal? What does it mean, Russell Wilson, in Denver? I mean, it means that they're going to have security. You know the Denver Broncos have struggled with being able to draft a quarterback. This is a quarterback in the middle of his career. They're going to take him all the way to the end of his career. This gives them stability. This allows them to build their team around Russell Wilson. This makes them a legitimate threat for a Super Bowl. Some- let's listen. Let's- that's why my man, I wanted to tell y'all, this is why my man B is wearing the Denver Broncos hat. Will Listen, you can't, right now, every fan I'm quite sure in Denver is excited, V. Absolutely. Big but, time. And I mean, that, and, that, and that, like I said, and that means, guess what? You guys have a quarterback right. to the end of his career. But not, because we're saying 40. Do you really think that he plays to 40? I actually do, Tony. This guy is Russell Wilson with an offensive line, finally, which is part of the reason why he left Pete Carroll. Uh, This guy was running around getting injured, insufficient offensive line with the whole Russell Cook thing. That kind of like got played out after a while, you know. Russell took a lot of hits, Tony, you know, and he's trying to – longevity is an important thing. So what I think what's happening now is behind a sufficient offensive line, Russell Wilson can make it to 40 years old. I think this is a great contract for not only the Denver Broncos, but for the for, for, for Russell Wilson as well. Now, if we really look at this contract now, Tony. We really look at it. Right. Kyler, uh, Kyler Murray was getting paid more than Russell Wilson. Now, how does this set up? Now, and understand, there is a quarterback that's still out there that's waiting to get paid. Where? In Baltimore. How does it's this? Lamar Jackson puts that pressure on the Ravens to get this deal done. And how could you say 
He leaves Seattle. And understand, this is a difference because he has been to the Super Bowl and he has that type of flair that brings with him. Sure. How much pressure does that put on the Ravens to get that deal done for Lamar Jackson? Big time, big time. But not only that, I mean, let's not forget, Lamar Jackson does not currently have an existing agent, okay? Well, no, 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 no. And we say he doesn't have an existing agent, but his mother has been at the forefront of his career, and she is making things happen now. So, But she's not a a professional agent like most players have. And what I think is happening is now, is that this is going to play into a big thing now. Let's say if you have a Drew Rosenhaus or, or one of these other firms that are representing the player, there's a standard set of a contract that they're going to go after for this guy. And Lamar not having a contract yet up to this point, I think is hurting Lamar a little bit because he's trying to do his own negotiations. So you, but how? We, we've seen players do this in the past, negotiate their own deals. As a matter of fact, one of the players I know that, and, and he's a retired Hall of Famer, negotiated his own deal. Michael Irvin negotiated his own deal. So how can we say that his mom is holding this deal up? I, I find that to be ludicrous. I think she is, and, and this is where I think a lot of this is going. You get a lawyer to negotiate, but I'm going to be at the front of this negotiation as a mother. I, who has his best interest at heart? I, I, I think it's a good. I think it's a good idea. I think conceptually, it's a good idea. I think it could work. I think it could work. But here's what I'm the saying. thing is. Here's what the thing what? is. I what? think the biggest question is going to come down to if Russell Wilson got paid the money he got paid now Correct. as a Super Bowl winning quarterback, right? Which is now more than Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson. Correct. Okay. Where does Lamar Jackson fit in between Kyler Murray? Lamar Jackson and now Russell Wilson. That's the as is there. To me, right now, at the rate of market moves, at the way this thing goes, he's probably right. right now in the driver's seat for when it comes to these contracts because everybody has jumped everybody. Yes. Everybody has jumped everybody, despite Colin Mary. Okay. He's he's not in front of Lamar Jackson. Deshaun no. Watson is not in front of Lamar Jackson. I don't think so. so now either. it's it's negotiations. You got you got two, 245. I, like, I'm guaranteeing if this thing gets done before, and I think it might not get done before the first game, but if it do, I think we find him at the top of the list. I think he gets the big deal because why not? You can't put him below those guys. How? More than Aaron Rodgers? I More mean, than Aaron Rodgers? Aaron now, wait, wait. We didn't throw Aaron Rodgers in the picture. Now, there you go. So, so we got Aaron Rodgers. We got Aaron Rodgers. We yes. got Russell Wilson. Yes. So he should come in. We agree. He should come in right behind Russell. No, no, no. Oh, this is not the way negotiations go. I look at what you got in front of me, and then I move in front of that. I, I Why would I negotiate behind the guy? Do you think that he's going to get more than Russell Wilson? I think he'll be, he should be the at this point. Listen, and it's probably been smart the way they strategically plan this out. I think he should be the highest paid quarterback because right now he's right now. Who else is left? Who Lamar else is left big, that's bigger than Lamar Jackson? Who? Give it to I me. Can't, I'm waiting. I can't I'm waiting. Say that Lamar, Give it to me. 
Aaron Rodgers right now, currently Aaron Rodgers and, and, and Russell Wilson are two highest paid quarterbacks now as of today with Russell Wilson's contract. So what I'm saying is, so what I'm saying is, is I think they're going to have to give him the Deshaun Watson contract. I mean, but... which makes him third because he doesn't have a Super Bowl ring, but we also agree he's better what? than Kyler Murray what? and he's, he's better, better than Kyler Murray. And we and, know that. And Watson hasn't played in two years, so we don't know what he is, right? And right now, I think he jumps Russell Wilson. I really do. I think he, because when we look at the upside between the two. Now, let's be honest. Let's be honest because teams do look at longevity. I don't think, listen, everybody's thinking now 40 for quarterbacks because Tom Brady has surpassed this and made it possible. I don't think there's going to be too many quarterbacks that reach 40. I doubt it if Russell Wilson played his thing all the way out for five years. I, I seriously doubt it. I seriously really? doubt that he really? played. Yeah, I seriously doubt that. With that a he run game? Five the, years. See, I think with a run game and a better offensive line, he can extend his career. No, no. I, 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 I Listen, and I didn't want to bring this up. I, okay. I, I really didn't want to bring this up. I, and, okay. and we're talking about it right now to 40. You see Sierra letting him play to 40? Look at what look at what Tom Brady's dealing with. As a matter of fact, let's look at what Tom Brady's dealing with. You know what the Tom difference Brady is? Tom Brady looking like Fire Marshal Bill when he came on to that press conference. As a matter of I fact, agree. as I a matter agree. of fact, Don, could you play that Tom? Can we play, can we listen to that Tom Brady's interview and start at uh two and start at the three forty five mark? And I'm gonna let my audience see exactly what I'm talking about. He was looking disheveled, man. He was looking person, bad. Everyone's got different situations they're dealing with, so we all have really big challenges to our life. And, uh, you know, we're – I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of going on. So, you know, you just got to try to figure out life the best you can. And, um, you know, it's a uh, continuous process. So, And that goes back to just like I said, this guy's in his 45 years old. Does Tom Brady right now at 45 look happy playing in the league? Nah, man, this guy, he didn't look like he just came off of a cruise ship or a private boat in the Bahamas relaxing right now. He looks a little stressed out. Now, a lot of people are saying, rumor has it that Tom might be dealing with some personal issues that might be affecting why he had to make an abrupt leave, take an abrupt leave during training camp. Training camp, the way Tom Brady is and the way he loves football, I find it's hard to believe that you would leave your team because you talk team all the time. You talk camaraderie all the time. And yet it's still you leave during the mid part of training camp and take a sabbatical. This is this guy's and, whole life, Tony. He's a savant. This guy loves football. That's what this, I'm saying. This is his number one thing he likes to do in life. So for, I also think it's something personal going on. I mean, listen, we're all human beings, right? Everybody yes, got something yes. personal going on. And I think that he's just subjected to the same situation that any other person is. I think he the difference between him mm-hmm. at his age and yes. Russell Wilson making it to his age at the end of the contract, I think, in comparison, here's the thing, is that Tom Brady, which his wife, Giselle Bundchen, has admitted. Yes, yes. He's had a lot of concussions that the public does not know about. But, okay. okay? And I don't think Russell Wilson has suffered the same amount of damage that, that Thomas has suffered physically. Right, but okay, but that's another five years. We don't know what another five years may hold for Russell Wilson. Oh, sure, sure. That's what I'm saying. So I'm quite sure, I'm quite sure, and with Sierra 
dancing around, doing her thing, and having her career. Family getting bigger, family getting older. Hey, life so is serious. You know, life, life sometimes you, life life supersedes the, the game sometimes. And maybe what Tom is going through is life is superseding Tom's game right now. You know, I find, I'm, and I'm gonna be honest, and I know a lot of Tampa Bay fans are going to say he's gotta be crazy. I find it this year that Tom finds out that he's not Superman. And that he's I just told you, Tony, I'd be surprised if Tom Brady finishes the season. Oh, wow. Oh, you went deep. So, I'd be surprised if he finishes the season. Oh, wow. Physical, so now, what? physical, physical one, is a, this, is a, this is a physical game. This is going to be tough yes. for him to finish yes. these, these 18 weeks. The I second think the mental thing part is, get it. The, the mental, mental is going to be down the, the, physical. the mental will break, break down is going to be the person. Correct. But I'm saying, the mental if it's, if it's, will affect if it's person. the physical. If it's person, right. 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 The mental will affect the physical because the mental tears people down faster than anything. Right. So right. when I look at Tom Brady and I looked at that, the first thing I thought of is when Fire Marshal Bill blows something up on himself and he looks crazy. Poof, that's how his hair looked. Hair was looking wild. He was looking disheveled, Tony. He was looking frustrated. Um, he was looking like there was a lot going on, and the man cursed at his press conference by saying, "Hey, man, S H I T, that happens, brother." You know, and he was just being real with the public, saying, "Listen, I'm going through yes. something right now." You know, yes. so it's going to be interesting to see how his season turns out. Exactly. Now, he hasn't practiced. He hasn't practiced. Listen, and I, I, when you take that sabbatical, and I call it sabbatical, he just abruptly said, "I got to leave." Now, this is what makes me wonder. Who was smarter, A B, Bruce Arians? Yes, B A or B-A? or Tom Brady? Because A B is out of here. No, <laughs> that A B is out of oh, here, man. Hey, it's look, over for that. Wait a minute, now, hey, hey, listen, listen. We, 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 I'm gonna shift it to that a little bit. But B A, I think, was the smarter guy in this. I think B A saw the selfishness in Tom Brady and said, "You know what." I'm cool with working in the front office. I'm cool with stepping away from this because here it is, a guy that is selfish. And a lot of people say, oh, he's calling Tom. Tom is not selfish. <laughs> I beg to differ. When I look at that press conference, I beg to right. differ. We will find out. I'm going to tell you something. We're going to find out when they meet up against the Dallas Cowboys, who is on their way to being undefeated this year. I know you guys don't want to hear that, but that, don't, don't start looking around, me. Don't start looking around. What are when you playing, talk- PlayStation over there? You're playing listen, that match we're looking on at that Dallas PlayStation Cowboys. again. Listen, the Dallas Cowboys, that defense, now, listen, we may have problems on the offensive side of the ball, and I, and I admit that. But I'm telling you, that defense, you saw how many in, in, interceptions we had. Al Harris has that secondary flying around, bro. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Go ahead. The offensive line, the offensive tackle for the Dallas Cowboys is who now? They were looking at Jason Peters yesterday. Now, Jason Peters, speaking of somebody 40 years old, we're talking about Tom Brady. Will Russell Wilson make it to his end of his contract? No. Jason Peters is 40 years old, and the Dallas Cowboys are actually entertaining him at left tackle. That's just going to be brutal, Tom. We're hoping that we can – listen, we're hoping – that we we, we got to put somebody there to, to to protect Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott, dude, we he, he 
He's going to have to really pull a rabbit out of his hat. He's got to play his best football because we are still hurting at the wide receiver spot. But that's why I said our defense this year is going to be, it, it reminds me of when we had the triplets. It reminds me of that defense. That defense was not known. That was an unknown defense. But it was a smash mouth defense. And I find that's what we're going to have this year is a smash mouth defense. I'm telling you. I am telling you. I know one thing. Um, Jalen Hurts getting ready to have a big season with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. The Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles are going to have a big season. And so, listen, Tone. Go ahead. Also, too. Also, too. Tom Brady in this first game is going to have, even if he has minimal success and beats the okay. Cowboys. Correct. He's still got a long season ahead of him and a long way to go. So even if he wins this first game, Correct. those one or two touchdowns, he's got a long season ahead of him at the age of 43 years old. Limited practice. This gonna be a this gonna be tough for Tom, I think. Yeah, this I, I find this, and I, I would never I would have never envisioned myself saying this about Tom Brady. None of these guys. I would have never envisioned to where I say. Do he do he walk away midway during the season? I told you, I don't think he could finish. And here's something to think about. Sometimes what happens in all sports and great athletes, what happens is is someone has to, or something has to put them out the misery of the game. Okay? What happens is Joe Montana kept playing. Some yes. people said Joe should have retired. And when Leonard Marshall hit him in Giant Stadium, should've, Joe was yep. basically yep. finished there. Okay. Yes, correct, correct, he took correct. him, he took him, he was done basically. All right. So correct. what happens in all sports is, is all great athletes and legends. Sometimes they go keep, keep going and they keep going and they just don't know when to stop until the game makes them stop. Yes. Don, can, do me a favor. Replay that. Replay that sound. Replay that for those that are joining the Tony Sands show. Listen, we're, we're talking about Tom Brady. Do he finish the season? You can hit us up if you want to chat in with us at 888. 888- Six two seven six zero zero eight. That's 888-627-6008. Don, let's play, Don, let's play that sound bite if we can. If we, if we have that sound bite, let me know when you got it ready. And let's play that sound bite again, uh, Tom Brady, starting with Tom Brady, because I think we got to let people see just where this thing plays out. Because I, I, I think Tom Brady, let's play that at that let, Let's let our audience listen to that again. It's all personal. You know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with, so we all have really unique challenges to our life. And, uh, you know, we're – I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of going on. So, you know, you just got to try to figure out life the best you can. And, um, you know, it's a uh, continuous process. So, I mean, what is yeah. more – I don't think he's ever said anything more relatable. So now I, I go back to it. I, I go back to this. I go back to what I said earlier. Tom looks like Fire Marshal Bill when Fire Marshal Bill has blew something up. And I think when he went and uh, when he went for that sabbatical and he left home, it's just like it reminds me of a guy when you say, Honey, I'm going out. I'm going out with the guys. She gives you that look. Baby, I, you know, I'll be back. When you're walking out the door, you're saying to yourself, ah, 
well, I got to hurry up and get back home. Hey, fellas, you get to the, hey, fellas, hey, blah, 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 and you get back to the That's house. Right. You back home before you done left. You That's go right. and make a U-turn the park. All right, fellas, boom, boom, I'm back home. I think that is what is Tom Brady going. That's what he's dealing with. And I think he had to go back. He had to go back to show face that, hey, I'm a man. Because I think, like you said, Tom retired. Tom felt what every man in America feel once he retired. He had to go drop kids off to school. He had to go when he was coming he had home. To make, he had to make lunches and, 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 and do normal things that normal fathers get off planes. That's right. You know, yeah, he had to do right. a lot of those things. And I think that blew Tom's mind because he wasn't used to it. It's not something he fully wanted to do. It's not what he fully wanted to do. No, it is not what Tom Brady envisioned when he retired. He found out, hey, his wife has more money. So, you know, sometimes that tends to give him more say-so. Now look where he's at in the process of his career. I think, listen, sometimes we got to ride off into the sunset before and not let the sun set on us. And I think Tom has let the sun set on him. I have never seen Tom uh, look like that. I, and, I, and I know I drink the same type of water Tom drinks because I'm trying to stay young. Look, but I looking, think his alkaline machine, machine needs to filter changed. He looked disheveled, man. He, he looked stressed out. He, he looked like he was going through the same thing any man that's going through that made an understanding with his wife or his girlfriend. And he's basically reneging on it right now. Yes. The man said he was retiring to spend time with his family. He left the game. Now he's back. So we don't know how his wife is taking that. You know what I'm saying? So I yes. think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be something to, to watch right now. And as, as we're talking about, we're talking about quarterbacks and we're going to come back after this commercial break. Which young quarterback struggles out the gate? Stay tuned here on the Tony Sands show as we break down which young quarterback struggles early in the season. Because well, guess what? When I say first young quarterback, that means they might be in the first or the second year. So I'm not just talking about rookies. Stay right. tuned here on the Tony Sands show as man, me and V break down yes, which quarterbacks may struggle out the gate.
back here live on the Tony Sands Show. Listen, with me and my man B, we're breaking this thing down as it goes. We're talking about quarterbacks. We're talking about old quarterbacks, or will quarterbacks reach 40? And one that's 45 that looks like he would have wished he would have retired at 40. Right. Now, we're talking about young quarterbacks in the NFL. Which young quarterback, B, that you think out the gate will start struggling early on? First out the gate, you know, you got several people. First, let's go over the candidates first. You know, first candidate I would first say is Justin Fields is going to be the first candidate probably that we would have to look at. Zach Wilson of the New York Jets eventually when he gets on the field um, after suffering the injury that he suffered, taking over back for Joe Flacco. We'll have to see how he um, survives this season in his second season. Um, So those are are probably the two guys, right, that we would probably start with those two. I mean – I think Justin Fields is the number one guy that's going to struggle. I mean, Justin Fields has limited to no talent around him. The offensive right. line is suspect and still trying to be rebuilt. It's a new coaching staff, new offensive coordinator, new coaches. I think that they're going to have a little bit of struggle um, being able to get off to some wins. Now, I still think Justin Fields is a good quarterback, can develop, and still could be the future quarterback. Yeah. But I right. think he's going to struggle out the gate. The Bears are going to be probably the worst team in the NFL this year. Oh, wow. You you went you – went- Deep, you went deep. You think, and you, at what point during the season does he struggle? And do do you think the Bears at some point, if he struggles early, do they make a change or do they just sit on it and say, hey, listen, he's our future, so we got to roll with it? Got to roll with it, I think. You got a new general manager now, new coaching staff. They have to fully see who Justin Fields is. And in order to self evaluate this guy, they're going to have to let him go out there and play 16, 17 games, get a full season in so they can be able to right. diagnose who this guy really is. Is he the guy from Ohio State that we've all seen, great young quarterback, bulletproof right. arm, you know, being able to sling it, make all the throws? Or is he this guy that people say possibly that have some skeptics are saying, ah, I really don't know if this guy is actually a professional quarterback. So I think they're going to have to give him a full season. But the question is, the talent around him. Can we really judge a quarterback if he doesn't fully have a lot of talent? And that's why I think Justin Fields is going to really struggle mightily this year. But I, but now, and we know this league has proven over and over again, and I'm going to say it, if you're not a Russell Wilson, if you're not a Tom Brady of the past, if you're not a Dak Prescott, if you are not these guys, how long do you truly think a staff say, hey, listen, we might have to sit him, let him get his thoughts, bring somebody in, get him prepped back, and try to bring him in later. Or do you say, we're willing to sacrifice the team success for the good of us down the line, meaning that we'll we'll struggle with this guy and be happy. And we'll struggle good, with him. Good point. Good question. And I think – the Pittsburgh Steelers are a good analogy of this right now. Correct, correct. You got Kenny Pickett with a young arm, looks really good from Pitt, played yeah. a lot of football. Kenny Pickett, I think, is going to be a star. But correct. they don't have a good offensive line. So right now you're going to go with Mitchell Trubisky right now. You're going to try to go through the motions until Kenny Pickett can get up to speed, maybe in week 15, 14, right. maybe week 12, and put the kid in there and he'll be ready to go. But when you got Justin Fields and you got Trevor Simeon, as the backup for the for the for the Chicago Bears, there's nowhere to go really. All right. So what you got to do as a new new general manager and a, and a new coach, you got to evaluate them 
But let's not be fooled. Justin Fields is the best player on the entire team on offense and defense. So I don't think at the end, it's not going to really be about Justin Fields. It's going to be about can they build a nucleus can around him to can be able to, yeah. And then, then we'll start to see who he really is. But in the beginning, as you stated, I think he's going to struggle in the beginning. <laughs> Listen, he's going to struggle. But give me another one of your quarterbacks that you think, uh, young quarterbacks that will struggle this year and will struggle early. Okay. Eyes on Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson okay. in New York City, you know, New York primetime market, okay? Wow. New York Jets have not won the Super Bowl since 1969, okay? It's and you been know a who very, led them then? Joe, Monta- Joe Namath, okay? Joe Namath. And I, it's been a Wrong long way. time. It's yeah. been a long time, okay? Yes. The Jet fans are clamoring. They're dying and fiending for a quarterback. But what the problem with my opinion is of Zach Wilson is this. Zach has got a big arm. But Zach didn't play enough football in college, okay? He went to BYU. He has some really good games. I watched most of them. Mm-hmm. The kid is really impressive. However, he needed to sit two, three seasons to build his body up to be a physical NFL quarterback for durability purposes because he's been hurt two years in a row, and he's hurt right now. But okay? who the Jets would have who, – who, who could he have sat behind? Who could the Jets have bought in in order to give him that time like, Aaron, like Green Bay gave Aaron Rodgers behind Brett Favre? Can they afford that luxury? I'll give you a perfect version who I think they should have went after early in this whole process is Jimmy Garoppolo. (laughs) Jimmy Garoppolo has an understanding with with, with Coach Solid, who's the head coach of the the New York Jets now. He was a defensive coordinator at San Francisco. I thought that would have been a good acquisition to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback with a lot of experience, young football team, which would allow Zach to be able to – mature and eventually be able to grow into the position now this kid has been hurt twice <laughs> hasn't played a full yeah. season we yes. don't know who he is can he read a defense can he not read a defense now when he comes off of injury Tony he's right. getting thrown right into the fire okay and the rest of the team I believe is going to build up a little bit these young kids on the Jets are going to build up you know they got three number one draft right. picks Sauce Gardner is right. one of them Johnson you know, the kid out of Ohio State, the wide receiver, they got a lot of nucleus of young talent. Young These talent. kids are going to grow. Yes. But when Zach gets on that field, if he doesn't mature fast, Jets could be looking at another quarterback. And at that, at this point, they can't go get Garoppolo because he's signed. They, right. He's signed. And if they want him and they if they had to trade for him, now the trade value jumps up. I think, think, honestly and truthfully, to let you know, too, Jimmy Garoppolo, for all of your listeners, Jimmy Garoppolo has no trade clause in his contract right now. They renegotiated contract. He's He's staying in San Francisco. So part of his deal to stay is he got the no trade. I think Garoppolo is saying to himself, I don't want to go to New York. No. I'm going to stay right where I'm at because I know how this is going to play out. This young guy is going to struggle. And you're going to have to call me in, Garoppolo, to guess what? Save the day. And here I go again. It helps me do what? This is only Go a one-year year. deal. That's right. That's right. He's a free agent next year. And here I go. Now I make the big money. Now which, I'm which, talking about big bucks. Which leads us to our third quarterback on the yes. list. All right? Wow. Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Yes. Yes. Half of the people are saying they betting on Trey Lance in Las Vegas to win the MVP. Oh, Are you kidding me? Half of these people never even knew who Trey Lance was Lance a year ago. That's so, what I'm saying. Right. Another guy, again, coming from a system where Carson Wentz came from, by the way, same school, runs a professional-style offense, 
has the when you see him play, you see the kid in the uniform, you see his his mechanics. He, he has the good. fundamentals. He looks, looks good. good. He's got the footwork. He's got all yes. the things that you want a quarterback to start. Right. Yes. He'll have no experience. That's going to and you when you're talking about the NFL and you look at the, them weapons. Now, how long do those guys, because San Francisco has weapons? How long do the natives get restless in San Francisco if you can't chill, if you can't get them the ball? How does this play out? Eight, ten weeks. Eight, ten weeks. This kid is on the clock. I give Trey Lance you eight to ten eight, weeks. You gave eight to ten weeks? Sure. Eight to I don't ten weeks. You got to give him a barrage. You, you got to, unless he looks terrible now. I don't give him that long. I, I, I just don't. I don't give him. I give him. If he struggles four games straight in the season, they bench him. They put him. But oh. no, yes, yes. That's why they got the luxury. That's why they signed Garoppolo. Garoppolo was like, uh, remind me, Garoppolo was like that spare tire in your trunk. You would drive 100 and some miles on a ball tire because you know I got what? I got that tire in the trunk. At any point, I can pull it out, put it on, and we can keep riding. I'm telling you, they signed him as a safety bow. Absolutely, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing you got to remember. Here's the thing you got to remember. New quarterbacks that come in, Trey Lance, there is absolutely zero tape on him. But this is the NFL. Shanahan could take down the plays that he was running last year and mix them with some plays that he got that Garoppolo couldn't do physically and arm talent-wise and mix in. And he's basically got himself a whole new playbook. And you don't know when he's going to run these plays. So for eight to ten weeks... Eight Please. to ten weeks. Please. You got no. Please. You got. It's going to take you Please. eight to ten weeks to get a tendency on this guy. Please. You're talking about. We're talking about the NFL, but we're not talking about Pop Warner. We're not talking about high school, and we're short not talking about Lord of college short, football. Short. This is the game. NFL. They prepare this game. week in and week out for this. With a good I, defense, listen. With a good defense by the 49ers and a short pass game for eight to ten weeks. When I say short, sure. I'm talking about intermediate passing game. Working Kittle underneath like they like to work him on his routes, Debo, Ayuk. You know, these guys got their own plays and everything, and they got a solid run game, okay? And you got a a top-tier defense, so you don't have to put it all on the kid to be trying to throw 350, four touchdowns every week, okay? So at the same time, there's no tape for you for any defense to scheme on. So by the time eight to ten weeks go by, then then you'll get a tendency on him, and then I think we'll be able to understand who this guy really is. And if he doesn't pass the test, I think, in eight to ten weeks, then they can say what you're saying. Hey, man, I signed Jimmy Garoppolo as a safety valve. Bring in and Jimmy. Have, and they didn't have to pay a lot to, to keep him. No. Except that's why, listen, that's why I'm it's saying. great move. They great didn't have move. to pay him a lot. It's so a great move by John Garoppolo Wayne. knew what we don't because Garoppolo is in practice every day. He's seeing this is not going to work out, San Francisco 49ers fans. It's not going to work out. You don't have a Russell Wilson like Denver has. You don't have a Lamar Jackson like Baltimore has. See, listen, also to remember something, Jimmy is probably saying, let him play for eight to ten weeks. Yes. I'm coming in when the games matter. And when when November no, runs no, no. around. No, 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 no. You're saying, but by the time we get ten weeks in, they're out. So it no, doesn't. Oh no, no yes. I'm saying to you, I'm saying to you, he's going to struggle, but he's still going to be able to have some success. The team will no. still have success where I'm they'll still be in contention no, no. to still win that division. Jimmy Garoppolo is coming to save the day, like you said, but he's coming at week 10, 11, 
yeah. right on the cusp. When yeah. this team is 500 fighting I'm, for that division title, Jimmy going to come in there and win them six, seven games and go right to the playoffs. Wow. Wow. Update on update on the college football game because college football kicked off tonight. Update yes, on sir. West Virginia zero, pit zero with two minutes and 30 seconds in the first quarter. So it is a zero, zero score. No now Kenny Pickett. Talk- no Kenny Pickett. <laughs> yeah. Listen, here we go. And we're talking college football, and now we're on the eve of college football. It is football season. You can smell it in the air when you go around to the Little League fields. Here in South Florida, it is crazy. Because in two weeks, uh, and, 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 and be, I'm going to shift gears a little bit. In another week, in another week here in South Florida is one of the biggest youth league games in the country. And, and guess what pound it is? Seven youth. It's our seven U teams. We got Slime Babies will face off against Dog Pound. Slime Babies, Dog Pound. I know that's going down. It's going down. down. I'm telling you, that game is going to be packed like no other. Listen, our youth games here in South Florida have more fans than our high school games. Hey, listen, some of the youth games down there are bigger than some of the high school games up north. Right? <laughs> exactly. Some of these other places, all right? I can take you to New York City or to Philadelphia, and there's yes. about 250 yes. people. Then I can take you down in, down in, down in Broward County down there in the South you, Florida, you know, in the, where it's in nice the nine, and warm. Four, baby. Yeah, we are you know, in the 954. It's, it's, it's 1,500 people at a football game. Uh, uh, listen, yeah. you can't – listen, that game – listen, that'll be a 9 o'clock kickoff. You have to be in the stadium to have your tent up by six o'clock. People sleep yeah. over. They go and take a tent the night before, zip tied to the fence because that's their space. This is how crazy this is. But when we're talking about crazy, we're talking about college football. It was a crazy weekend last weekend with FAMU Man. and North Carolina. It was almost that FAMU was going to have to not play that and forfeit that game. But forfeiting that game, B, meant forfeiting almost a half a million dollars. Say it again, sir, a half a million dollars. Don, do me a favor. Before we get into this, can we play that soundbite and can we start it? Let's start that soundbite at 2 minutes and 16 seconds into that soundbite. And this is FAMU explaining what was going down when you have that many players ineligible to play. What is the university doing to make sure this doesn't happen again? I mean, in 2019, there were three compliance officers. There's one now. Mm-hmm. What has changed? Mm-hmm. Why has it gone down like that? And what are you doing to make sure this doesn't so, happen again? So what is the desk that you're referring to? In 2019, we had a press conference in the Al Lawson Center when Kendra Green was the head of compliance. Mm-hmm. There was her and two other compliance officers. Mm-hmm. There's one compliance officer over all of athletics right now. Why the decrease? What happened? And what is being done to make sure this well, doesn't happen again? Well, that's not exactly true. There is one compliance officer in athletics, but we use our compliance program to provide assistance to athletics as well. Ms. Uh, Rika Calhoun and her staff help out with compliance in athletics. And we've also made a commitment to additional staff on her team as well. In fact, we have in the throes of a search process that will result in at least two people in the next 30 to 45 days on the campus. But overall, we've committed to a total of five additional people 
to help with compliance in athletics. So how many officers, when it's all done, I just want to make sure I have the number right. Mm -hmm. there's, there's the one now that's just for athletics. How many will there be just for athletics? Well, that will be these additional five people will be just for athletics. So there'll be six total. Maybe more because, okay. you know, don't, don't hold me to the number because. Listen, for those that are going into Tony Sands show, we're talking college football and what took place last week when FAMU was getting ready to play a game. Let me tell you, I was giving a speech. I was giving a speech to Edward Waters when the news was breaking that FAM may have to forfeit the game against North Carolina to where that game was going to give FAM $450,000 in a payday if they came to North Carolina. But if they didn't, it means they would have to forfeit $450,000 to North Carolina. V man, what do you make of this when it comes to this situation with FAMU and how did they get to this point? Dysfunctionality at its finest. Unacceptable, unprofessional. This is bad, unprecedented, by the way. I mean, yes. how many schools and how many players were in the transfer portal this year in the NCAA? And yes. why is FAMU, a historically black university, Correct. looking to play a football game for half a million dollars, recruiting Correct. 22 players to come into their system so that yes. they can be able to improve their department of football and athletics? But not being in compliance—that's crazy. That—that's just out. That—that's just that's just unacceptable. And here's something that everybody needs to understand too, Tony. The FAMU athletic director left in April. Yes. Resigned, moved on to Tulane University. Correct. Okay. So the question also needs to be asked is: Is why did University of Florida A and M wait from April to today? to be able to put in, to have their compliance measures for these 22 transfers for this football team that they knew was coming into, were coming into their system this year. You know, that's something that the, their president needs to really under, ask. You know, if, if their compliance department was overwhelmed, they could have easily hired a firm, a compliance firm or a legal firm to be able to take care of their compliance right. needs. But going into this matter, not even taking care of it, but being able to grab a check from North Carolina on this football game is embarrassing and very unprofessional. And, and what, listen, let's not be crazy. It took, here you come in in June with starting summer school after school's ended. After school's ended. Here we are in the first game. I can see if you say you had one or two kids ineligible. Right, right, right. That's fine. That's, that's right. probably the norm in college football. But when you have that many, that many guys ineligible, that means a, a structural breakdown that is taking place that should have never waited and got to this point. We know things happen. I know things happen. I've heard about it. I've had a kid that had to deal with it this year that I deal with. And when I, I, when I was dealing with him, the first thing I said to myself, man, how did that compliance person give you that false information? Because when the kid said it, I'm looking at the kids sideways as if to say, no, you might have interpreted that that way. But when I see the situation with fam, you, hey, I got to reevaluate the way I look at it, my, my own, the own kid, Maurice, than the way that this played out with him. Because he said the same thing. The compliance department lady, academic advisor, told me, listen, you could drop this class, pick it up in the summer, you will be eligible in the fall. Come the fall, Two days before he has to report, he gets the news. 
He's ineligible this year because he didn't have enough class, move, another credit moving toward graduation. That's well, unheard see, of. That's, it's just unheard of. But now, you get that many players and you got, you're forced to play this game now. 22 you, you, players. 22 players for out because of compliance. And you're forced to play the game. And basically, the, the, the players are now coming out saying that they felt forced to play even though that they didn't want to play because some guys were not healthy, okay? Correct. They didn't have enough players to play the proper positions and to be able to play this game, even though that yes. they played admirably in, in Chapel Hill. Okay. Correct. They played, they, they tried hard, but, I mean, come on, these players didn't want to eat. They didn't even know that they had a game less than 24 hours before the kickoff of the game. Okay, and, and so this you is know unacceptable. The major lawsuits coming out of this. Yes, because, you know, a lot of fans that's listening need to understand also so that two players got hurt in this game. One player already had a torn pectoral uh, two weeks before this. So he wasn't even slated to play in this game, but was forced to play basically and shoved into the starting lineup because they didn't have enough people to play offensive line. And the young man got hurt in this game. Correct. And he was already injured, already injured, forced into the lineup in a game he wouldn't have been playing in. Okay. Now he's hurt for the rest of the season, along with another player who's on the offensive line. Uh, he tore his knee up th- that same game. So they lost two offensive linemen in the game that the kids didn't even really want to play. And it, they got a major problem down in Florida a right now. And it leads us to this week's game, because this is a major game when it comes to HBCU, because now they got to play Jackson State in the Orange Blossom Classic. In the Orange Blossom Classic. And players were saying early in the week, there was a possibility that we might not even want to play this game. Right. I but wouldn't be know, surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if we all woke up Saturday morning and we found out that this game wasn't taking place, that the players have boycotted. Listen, listen, I wouldn't I'm be hearing, surprised. I'm hearing what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I, but we here in South Florida know, Florida know, listen, there's too much pressure riding on this when it comes to we understand what the dynamics of HBCUs, except for Jackson State. Right. Everyone in HBCU thinks marching band football. That's it. At Jackson State, they've turned this thing around to where, no, football, football. is the team football. on this campus, like every yes, other, football. like a PWI. Right. We're not the normal HBCU where you come in to see the band and then right. – when the football team, you are on the hanging out on the app, chilling, yeah. having yeah. your tailgate again. No, this is not here in South Florida. Everybody's coming to see the marching one hundred, and they're coming to see Jackson State and Deion Sanders. This game here, there's too much pressure riding on it because you got to understand some of these kids at Fam may have parents that went to Fam. May say, "Hey, son, you got to play this." Here's the question that you got to ask yourself. You gotta play this. If, the kids, if the kids feel pressure that the school is using them to make money off of them. But they but, knew that. But, but you knew but that. Know, but now, but now. You know that. But you it's know a compliance, that. but it's a compliance and health issue now. See, before. It's always guys, been. But, it's always it's been. Not a health issue. Yeah. It's always been move, a health issue. But when you're moving guys in position. Yeah. That be, this goes on on college football all the time. The health issue, we know it. We took on this responsibility when we played. I played several times. What, I, what, I, what I'm saying, though. Messed up shoulders. 
what I'm saying though is, is if they would have had the 22 players com- in compliance, right, for this game, the young man who went out who already had a partially torn pectoral, he would have never been playing in the game to get hurt to tear his pectoral. But it's part that's of all I'm saying. But that's if he part goes of the Michigan, game. If he that's goes part of Western, the game. If he, no, if he goes to Western Kentucky, Norfolk State. No, he goes in and plays. Western University. He plays. He, he does not play. He they got plays. 20, you got the Next 22, man up. But you got the 22, you got the 22 guys on the roster to fill in the spot so he wouldn't play. See, that's where fam is hurting these kids, okay, too. Okay. They don't I, have I mean, enough players to roster the hurt players. But I'm hearing what you're saying. But what if they played the game anyway and they had those guys and the guy before, in front of him went down, he still would have had to go in the game. Next no, he would, no yeah. possibly, possibly. But what I'm saying to you, though, is, is when you got 22 guys, right? That's, that, that's, a, that's enough guy. That's starting players. That's enough. Correct. That's, that's a starting roster right there on both sides of the ball. 11 men right. on each side. Yes. 22 guys, yes. right? Yes. Plus the guys that you got on the roster. Correct. All I'm saying is, is that Florida A&M put these kids in a bad spot by not having the 22 kids in compliance. So the roster is shorter and they don't have the proper amount of players to fill in the positions. So they put their hurt players in a football game just to grab a half a million dollars. I, I listen, and I agree with that wholeheartedly agree. Don't do my face. It's going to be some lawsuits, Tone. It's going to be some that, lawsuits, Tone. Can we continue? Just continue a little bit of that press conference. Uh, with FAMU. Continue a little bit of that and let's let our audience, those that are just joining us, hear it live here on the Tony Sands Show. My man B, giving it to you. We're giving it to you each and every week. This is how we're going to give it to you. We're going to give it to you uncut and raw. So sure. listen, give it, give me a little bit of that soundbite if we can pull that up for a, a minute. I want to continue to hear what the athletic director was saying. The, the FAMU, let me give, no, that, fam, that FAMU, give me that FAMU soundbite. The last one, the last, the, the last soundbite. Let's play a little bit of that, continue that to play that out a little bit for our audience and our listeners that are listening to us on BBS radio slash the Tony Sands show or those that are listening to us on the Tony Sands show Facebook. Let's play that a little bit, please. What is the university doing to make sure this doesn't happen again? I mean, in 2019, there were three compliance officers. There's one now. Mm-hmm. What has changed? Mm-hmm. Why has it gone down like that? And what are you doing to make sure this doesn't so, happen again? So what is the desk that you're referring to? In 2019, we had a press conference in the Al Lawson Center when Kendra Green was the head of compliance. Mm-hmm. There was her and two other compliance officers. Mm-hmm. There's one compliance officer over all of athletics right now. Why the decrease? What happened? And what is being done to make sure this well, happening? Well, that's not exactly true. There is one compliance officer in athletics, but we use our compliance program to provide assistance to athletics as well. Ms. Uh, Rika Calhoun and her staff help out with compliance in athletics. And we've also made a commitment to additional staff on her team as well. In fact, we have in the throes of a search process that will result in at least two people in the next 30 to 45 days on the campus. But overall, we've committed to a total of five additional people. Let's come back. Listen, I find that to be just unprepared. 45 days, that's four games. That's four more, five more games is going to pass before these kids get in compliance. That's half a season. Now, only thing I'm wondering, only thing I'm wondering, at what point do the NCAA step in and say, you know what, this is not at the fault of these kids. Two things, do the NCAA do two things. Do they grant these kids another year or do they say, hey, listen, now, this is all on you. 
And then with FAM, how many kids are willing to come to FAM next year in the transport portal? You won't be able to get a player right now to go to FAMU after having something like this anymore. The FAMU football program, that whatever they thought it was going to go from here, is going down. Kids will not trust the system. Kids don't right. even know if they're going to be in compliance. There's lawsuits from players who are being transferred right. over, who are not playing. You're going to have lawsuits from the two players that I mentioned to you before that were injured in this past game. This is going to be big, so they're going to have multiple lawsuits going on. So I really don't think, Tom, honestly and truthfully, Florida A&M football program is on the way down after what this has happened. Listen, and I, not to have a compliance department you, is brutal. Listen, I, and, and I'm telling you, we're, we're, we're talking about fam, Jackson State. This is my biggest thing I'm worrying about. Jackson State game coming up. I'll be at the press conference tomorrow. So I'll be asking some of these questions. Right. You knew your athletic director was retiring, was leaving to take another position. Why did you not get a search committee to find your next athletic director before the season started? You're going into a football season without an athletic director because an intern athletic director is not going to take it serious, especially if they don't have interest that they might get that position. Listen, Tony could have hired a consultant firm too. If exactly. he wanted to, if he couldn't find a position to be filled with the person, he could have hired a consultant firm. But to do nothing is to do, is, nothing. Is, 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 to do nothing is unprofessional an and, and negligence and an injustice. It's an injustice to those young men that bust their butts during the summer. And you bust your butt, people, during the summer to get to this point to where you say to yourself, man. You get a knock or you get a call, hey, you're not eligible. It's a big football weekend, Tony. A lot of college football in Florida AM, that's their number one thing. They can't worry about ball. They're worried listen, about compliance. Listen, we'll cut hey, look, you guys listen, we we now had a good time. And like you said, tomorrow we'll tell it all. We got about 30 seconds left here on the Tony Sands show. You're gonna join me and be each and every week. You can right. join us on BBS radio or you can join us on Facebook Live on the Tony Sands Show. We're having a good time, B. Give them your, give them your deuces. Let them know we'll be back each and every week here on the Tony Sands Show. Absolutely. Thanks for joining the Tony Sands Show. It's me, Vaughn Carter, Tony Sands. And as yeah. Tony mentioned, this is it. Week one of the NFL season is coming up in another week. We'll have that next week. We'll be talking NFL football, and we'll be oh, yeah. recapping everything that happened in the college football this exciting year and this week. See you next week. We are signing off here on the Tony Sands Show. It's been great. Wait till next Thursday. We'll, hey, NFL season kicks off, and we're going to break down the game right before it here on the Tony Sands Show. Enjoy.